who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons & Dragons, from severe singes to sulking servants. And today we're talking about sorcerer subclasses, the Draconic Bloodline, and Clockwork Soul. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I did not say cockwork soul, <laughs> like in our outtake. <laughs> you sure didn't. <laughs> Next up, let's talk about the, the content. Um, yeah. Sorcerers. It's been a long time since we talked about them. Yes. Like, I've forgotten really almost completely long time. about them. Yeah. The last time we talked about them would be in the Sorcerers Part 2 episode, where we probably covered, I think, the Divine Soul and whatever else was in Xanathar's Guide. We're not talking about either of those things today. <laughs> Whatever that was. So sorcerers uh, carry a magical birthright conferred upon them by an exotic bloodline, some otherworldly influence, or exposure to unknown cosmic forces. Mm-hmm. One cannot study sorcery as one learns a language. No one chooses sorcery. The power chooses the sorcerer. Magic is a part of every sorcerer, suffusing body, mind, and spirit with a latent power that waits to be tapped. Some sorcerers wield magic that springs from an ancient bloodline infused with the magic of dragons. Others carry a raw, uncontrollable magic within them, a chaotic storm that manifests in unexpected ways. The appearance of sorcerous powers is wildly unpredictable. Some bloodlines produce exactly one sorcerer in every generation, but in other lines of descent, uh, every individual is a sorcerer. Most of the time, the talents of sorcery appear as apparent flukes. Some sorcerers can't name the origin of their power, while others trace it to strange events in their own lives. The touch of a demon, the blessing of a dryad at a baby's birth, or a taste of the water from a mysterious spring might spark the gift of sorcery. So too might the gift of a deity of magic, exposure to the elemental forces of the inner planes, or the maddening chaos of limbo, or a glimpse into the inner workings of reality. So essentially your magic comes from somewhere. Basically you got infected by magic. Yeah. that's And now... It lives in you. It lives in you. The one chooses the wizard, Harry. That's it's, it's like a not it's, like yeah. That. It's like you got a symbiotic parasite within you. Yeah, yeah. it's giving you um, magic you, powers. You know how being alive, you have like the inherent powers of like pumping blood and stuff, and sure. like being able to move your muscles. Yes, it's like that. It's like that. But New instead, muscles. fire comes out of your hands. Exactly. Mm. So today we're covering the Draconic Bloodline from the Player Sandbook and. Uh, a newer subclass, the Clockwork Soul, from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Of all and, the stuff. Um, we're starting with the old and moving on to the new. So let's start with the Draconic Bloodline. Before we do, what do you know about the Draconic Sorcerer? Like, do you know anything? Uh, mom slash dad just fucked a dragon. 
had a baby. I mean, that's possible, that, but that would probably make you a half dragon. Okay. A half dragon is different from a dragonborn. Yes. Um, a half dragon makes you unique how? Um, you're a, there is a creature in the Monster Manual, the half dragon. It's oh, very, okay. very powerful. Okay. Um, but it's, I think, set up as a template that you slap on a different human. So, like, you know, in the back of the Monster Manual. half your manual. face like human and the other half no, your face no. is like a you, fucking muzzle. You look dragonborn-esque except for, like, you look like your head is, like, let's say you are a, a blue dragon, half dragonborn. Like, you have, like, a blue dragon head uh-huh. on a humanoid body and you're covered in scales and you have a wicked badass breath attack that's way stronger than dragonborn. Um, but essentially, it's a template that gets slapped onto an NPC stat block at the back of the book. So let's say you have a smuggler from the back of the book who is also a half-dragon. You would put the templates together, and bam, you have your half-dragon smuggler. Oh, okay. Okay. So you don't really get, like, you get powers, but, like... Yeah, you get, like, a, a breath attack, a, a bunch of stuff. It's very, very strong. Okay, then my guess would be, like, does the dragon gift someone the power... Of like they they have magic within them, right? Yes. It's so, so patron like. Yeah. So with this one, your magic comes from uh draconic magic that was mingled with your blood or that of your ancestors. Most often sorcerers with this origin trace are descent back to a mighty sorcerer of ancient times who made a bargain with a dragon or who might have even had claimed a dragon parent. Some of these bloodlines are well established in the world, but most are obscure. Any given sorcerer could be the first of a new bloodline as a result of a pact or some other exceptional circumstance. Does that answer your question? Yeah, there's some there's some wiggle room here is yeah. what I'm getting. Exactly. Like, like, I like, it could be a pact. It could be uh, a deal. It could be like, what's the fucking what, dra- dragon heart where the dragon gives his heart so he doesn't die or whatever. Uh, you're talking about like the, the ones that are rider, the dragon riders or whatever. Yeah, it's it was a like movie that. that came out in the 90s. It was kind of trash, but I liked it. We're talking about different things. Okay. The thing I'm talking about is um, like a, a youth novel, you know, like a young adult novel you series. Aragon? Air, Aragon. Oh, no. I'm talking about Dragonheart from the 90s. No, I know. I know you're, I know what you're okay. talking about. This is Dragonheart. Um, Don't need my heart. Yeah. Or whatever. But maybe, maybe there was a dying dragon who was like, here, partake of my heart and gain some of my power. And now your, my your progeny will now be dragon sorcerers. I can't die like this. Eat my heart. <laughs> yeah, sure. That. Uh, I oh. like, uh, I was thinking of like. Uh, you know, Bilbo Baggins, he uh, infiltrates the horde and almost gets vaporized or whatever. Sure. And then what if that went a little different and like you, you're not Bilbo Baggins and you just get into that dragon horde and it never lets you leave until you guys get to know each other. And then just being around. But <clears throat> I'm picturing a scenario. You're just in close proximity a to a dragon for so long. That you inherit some of its magic. Okay. Especially in its horde, you know, like its lair. I feel like the way this would work, similar to your idea, is let's say you got an ancient dragon who lives on a mountain. We're going blue because you know how I feel about blue dragons. Ancient blue dragon lives on a mountain. And there is a village or town that lives at the foot of this mountain. And for generations, they are protected by the blue dragon so long as they kind of like surf him and whatnot, yada, yada, yada. Ancient dragons have powerful magic. It permeates the entire region. That, slowly yeah, but that's surely, exactly yeah, where I'm Slowly but surely yeah. over time, draconic sorcerers are getting born out of this town because of the proximity of generations. Yeah, you got, what I, you got yes. where I'm at. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the draconic blood. Let's do it. <laughs> so... Um, we talked about how a Draconic Bloodline Sorcerer might get its powers, but let's talk about the powers a Draconic Bloodline Sorcerer does get. At level one, you get a feature called Dr- Dragon Ancestor. At first level, you choose one type of dragon as your ancestor. The damage type associated with each dragon is used by features you gain later. You can speak, read, and write Draconic. Additionally, whenever you make a Charisma check, when interacting with dragons, your proficiency bonus is doubled if it applies to the check. Ooh, okay, nice. You also get a feature called Draconic Resilience. As magic flows through your body, it causes your physical traits of your dragon ancestors to emerge. At first level, your hit point maximum increases by one and increases by one again whenever you gain a level in this class. This essentially turns your D6 HP to D8 HP is what it does. That's handy. Which is nice. It's going to matter. Additionally, parts of your skin are covered by a thin sheen of dragon-like scales. Uh, When you aren't wearing armor, your AC equals 13 plus your dexterity modifier. There's a thin Charlie Sheen spread about yeah. your, your outside. Have you ever seen Fairy Tale, the anime? Uh, no. Okay, well, in Fairy Tale, it's like there's a bunch of wizards with all kinds of different kinds of magic, and like they're all in different guilds. Anyways, the main character, Natsu, he is a dragon slayer uh, mage or whatever. He uses dragon magic taught to him by 
uh, a dragon that he know, knew in his past or whatever. But when he starts really tapping into the power, he, he gets like this thin sheen of scales all over him. Yeah. And it, it becomes almost like an armor. I kind of pictured that when you were talking about the half dragon, like... Yeah. You know, patchiness. Oh, no. The half like dragon that. looks way super scary. I'm going to have to look that yeah, up. Yeah, look up half dragon. Um, at level six, you get a feature called elemental affinity. When you cast a spell that deals damage of the type associated with your draconic ancestry, you can add your charisma modifier to one damage roll of that spell. At the same time, you can spend one sorcery point to gain resistance to that damage type for an hour. Okay. So this is That's definitely cool, actually. A very blasty type wizard. What I like about the Draconic Bloodline Sorcerer is it reminds me of the Sorcerer or any caster from 4th edition where you could really focus in on a single damage type yeah. and boost that damage type with with feats and features and all that other stuff. Yeah, okay. You get a taste of that with this. And Specialize kind of like in fire, ice, or, or whatever. Or whatever lightning. it is you want, yeah. yeah. Um, at level 14, you get Dragon Wings. You gain the ability to spread a pair of Dragon Wings from your back, gaining a flying speed equal to your current speed. Level 14, man. That's a level 20 Paladin <laughs> ability. You can create these wings as a bonus action on your turn. They last until you dismiss them as a bonus action on your turn. You can't manifest your wings while wearing armor unless the armor is made to accommodate them. And clothing not made to accommodate your wings might be excuse me, destroyed when you manifest them. Okay, cool. Which <laughs> makes Just fucking sense. blow your armor off your back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what's great about this is as a sorcerer, you are a ranged person. And if you're flying, it's, you know, that's that's awesome. That's an almost awesome combination. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how much HP you have if you fall from like 90 feet or whatever. Yeah. You're going to fucking die. That's very true. Finally, at level 18, you get Draconic Presence. You can channel the dread presence of your dragon ancestor, causing those around you to become awestruck or frightened. As an action, you can spend five sorcery points to draw on this power and exude an aura of awe or fear, your choice, to a distance of 60 feet. For one minute, or until you lose your concentration, each hostile creature that starts its turn in this aura must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be charmed if you chose awe or frightened if you chose fear until the aura ends. A creature that succeeds to saving throw is immune to your aura for 24 hours. Now, this is a cool power, um, but, like, at level 18, it's not the most powerful thing ever. No, fuck I that. Mean, you can, there's there's a, other we just ways covered to get, a class two weeks ago that gets yeah. it at level zero. Yeah, exactly. A race, but yeah. Not as um, cool. Like, awe and fear, that's fun. The awe thing's cool, because I can't think off the top of my head another, like, aura that you have going on that's a charm aura. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, don't go walking into Elf Town trying to awe them. They're not going to yeah. buy it. No, definitely not. <laughs> that's a joke about elves. Yes, I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, anything uh, about the Draconic Bloodline Sorcerer that you want to know? Absolutely not. Well, I mean, they're, they're, I probably if I sat and thought about it, they're pretty sure, straightforward. But I, I want to know... Will, did you build a character? I did today? build a character. I built the Draconic Sorcerer this week. Tell me. And Tell me of its I, powers. I didn't go uh, level 10 just because I never like going level 10. It's so high. Like, I don't know. I like leaving a little wiggle room for some development. Okay. So I built a level 8 Draconic Sorcerer, and he is a turtle. And because cool. of this, I decided that his Draconic Ancestor was a dragon turtle. Nice. That's pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah. And dragon turtles do have a breath attack. It's a steam breath attack, mm-hmm. which technically does fire damage. Um, but I didn't want to lean into the fire damage with this guy. I yeah. wanted to lean into the whole water thing. So I've picked a whole bunch of water spells. But as a turtle, see, I didn't do this on purpose, but it ends up turtles are fucking amazing casters. And Oh, yeah. Don't they have super high? Um, well, this is a charisma caster, right? So um, This is a charisma caster. But um, I think I did do the optional thing where you can kind of choose your... Um, oh, like the new Tasha's abilities? Yeah, where you can choose your I thought they got stuff. a wisdom boost. Um, they get a strength and a wisdom boost, I believe. Yeah. yeah. But uh, this one, I'm trying... Oh, God, I do not like this builder. I do not like this builder at all. We can complain about D&D Beyond all we want on the show. They're yeah. never going to change. Well, they might change it. I don't know. I should have just printed it out. You usually do. Um, yeah, I do usually. Uh, I just... I want to pull up the racial stuff first and foremost, so... We can see what he gets for being a turtle. Features and traits. Here we go. Um, a lot of class stuff. A lot of class stuff. No, you have racial to your ability scores. Go. So it'll tell oh, you everything racial. below. So as a turtle, he gets claws. So he has a natural weapon of claws. Those mm-hmm. don't really matter. Hold breath. He can hold his breath up to one hour at a time. Neat. Natural armor. Your shell gives you a base AC of 17. Yes. Uh, your dex modifier does not apply, but who cares? He doesn't have that. You so can, that's, that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons this guy's a great... Caster, Caster, exactly. Because he's going to have a naturally AC, high AC. Yeah. Okay. You can use a shield and apply it. Bonus is normal. He's not going to have one. 
Shell Defense as an action you can withdraw within your shell to gain a plus four to AC and advantage on strength and constitution saving throws. While in your shell you are prone, your speed is zero, you have disadvantage on deck saving throws, and you can't take reactions. You can emerge from your shell as a bonus action. He's also trained in survival. So my turtle sorcerer, his name's Old Teotil, and he's very old. Um, it's so he's so old that they added his name. It, it yeah. to his name, yeah, right? Because he, he wasn't born, and they were like, "You are old, no, Teotil." No, he was once young Teotil. Uh, now I he's see. old Teotil. What up, youngin? Um, and he's a hermit. He lives. I I feel like he lives in a um like a, a Guam type island, like a, a tropical island type setting. This guy's in like a own. cabana hut or whatever. Yeah, doing mm-hmm. his thing or whatever, reading the stars. And like as a hermit, he gets to have like a discovery. And so I have him as like, he's been reading the stars and he's at some point he realizes like some great conjunctions about to happen and it's going to usher in a new era of yada yada. So this old ass turtle decides to venture out in the world to try and find the adventurers who are going to like handle the situation so he can give them some guidance. Hell yeah. Okay. And so you built an NPC. Kind of like he's a playable character, but he's a DMPC. He's kind of like a, a Gandalfy character. Yeah. Um, I would definitely want to play him as a player. Okay. Not, not as yeah. a DM, but um, his personality trait is like, he's just kind of old and kooky and not all the, all the way there. He's kind of like Fizzban the fabulous from Dragonlance where mm-hmm. he's just like, he seems like he doesn't know what he's doing, but he actually really knows what he's doing. Why do and I feel so confident about what I know about Fizzban? I've talked about him before. I know. We've talked about him a ago. lot yeah. and he's Dragonlance, right? Yeah, so he's like, Dragonlance. Yeah. But I, I just felt like more confident than I should that I like, Oh yeah. <laughs> Fizzban, my boy. Oh, my boy no, Fizz not really. Band. I've only ever heard Will talk about him <laughs> once, but, um, so I like this idea of like he's kind of just like this hapless, goofy, kooky kind of guy. But when the chips are down, like he's he's slinging them spells, and suddenly you're like, "Holy shit, this dude's powerful!" So a lot of Master Roshi here. A lot of Master Roshi here. Yeah, let me. I want to go over some of the spells I chose for him. It's literally a turtle. Um, press the digit. Oh, so cantrips. Um, press the digitation. Shape water. Shocking grasp and thunderclap. I'm going with a whole ocean storm. I'm going with a dragon turtle theme. Yeah, yeah, I I like it a lot. Shape Water is a cool spell. Fog Cloud and Shield at level one. Gust of Wind, Warding Wind, uh, Lightning Bolt, Tidal Wave, of course. That's fun. Wall of Water. That's a good-ass spell, Yeah, it's a good spell. That's a Xanathar spell, isn't it? Uh, I think it was. I'm not sure. Um, Let me see here. Some Xanathar spells. I think it says on there. Watery Sphere. I I don't even remember what that does. I'm going to click Cast. I can guess. Oh, I clicked Cast and nothing happened. Character builder sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's trained in arcana, medicine, persuasion, because he's a nice guy, religion, and survival. He can speak aquin, comma, dr- com, comma, common, draconic, and giant. He's got a herbalism kit. That 70 armor is just so fucking good. That's beef, man. Yeah. What's, right. it, what's your con? Uh, Constitution is 14. I could have. That's not bad. This I, is a tanky little yeah, sorcerer. Yeah, he's 58 uh, HP. Um, oh, yeah, you're level 8. Okay, yeah, I'm level 8. I could have boosted his constitution more now than I think about it because that dex doesn't matter for shit. No. And because he's so old, I kind of want to give him a low dex. So let's just pretend that's a 12 dex and a 16 constitution. Sure. Um, yeah. 13 wisdom, 18 really charisma. Really cover some of your weaknesses yeah, there. Absolutely. Um, let me see if he's got any particular So you, you, you're oh, lower yeah, on I the charisma. I gave him some equipment here. Because... Um, so he's a hermit. He's level eight. He has adventured, right? And so he probably has one last heirloom from his old adventuring days. So I gave him a robe of, what was it called again? I got to bring this up. A robe of useful items. A robe of, it's just like a bag, but in robe form? Yeah, I guess okay. so. Robe of useful items. Many pockets. That many he wears. things inside them. This robe has two of each of the following patches. Dagger, bullseye lantern, steel mirror, 10-foot pole, hemp and roam, and sack. Oh, well, let me read the description. This, this is a ro- fucking, like, Inspector Gadget yeah. coat full this of... Ro- <laughs> this robe has cloth patches of various shapes and colors covering it. While wearing the robe, you can use an action to detach one of the patches, causing it to become the object or creature it represents. Once the patch last patch is removed, the ro- robe becomes an ordinary garment. So it's temporary. Okay. But it's got a dagger, bullseye lantern, steel mirror, 10-foot pole, hemp and rope sack. In addition, the robe has four D4 other patches. The DM chooses patches or determines them randomly, and you can roll a D100. A bag of 100 gold pieces, a silver coffer, 10 gems worth 100 gold pieces, a wooden ladder, a riding horse with saddlebags, a pit, however that works, a pit, 
Uh, four he- potions of healings, a rowboat, spell scroll containing one spell of first to third level, two mastiffs, the dog, mastiffs, uh, a window, or a portable <laughs> ram. Now, these are, like, you roll for what? You know what? You got a D4 around here? Nope. Shit. I have, like, an app. Let oh, me wait, pull wait. It up. There's, the, yeah, there's a D4 on the character builder. I'm going to use it right now. Yeah, I'm We're rolling you, I'm 44. Four of them? I got a two, a four. Hold on. No, I'm rolling. A four. You stop. And a two. What are you doing? I got two, four, four, two. I just told you I was going to beat you to so, it. No, so a five. I get five of these items. Now I got to roll a D100 five times. Oh, okay. I'm going to do this one at a time. So, Teotihuacan has a C76, which is... This item is wild. He's He's got a spell scroll of first to third level. Okay. And then he is going to have a... Oh, man, I can't read that. Oh, this character builder is horrible. 44, <laughs> which is a wooden ladder. Sorry, we're going to do this three more times. So this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like rolling dice. Our Beholder episode just came out as we we're recording this, so I'll okay. just read the comments. So we're gonna 82, which means I get another spell scroll. That's a little boring, but two spell scrolls is handy. And You're a ladder. sorcerer. And I am like, a sorcerer. One yeah. of the complaints about sorcerer is the, limitate, of, the yeah, l- limit of spells available to you. So yeah. that's cool. 32 gives me another wooden ladder. I got two wooden ladders and two spell scrolls. Fuck. Okay. What's this guy up to? He needs his ladders. <laughs> well, he's old. He's got to get. And How he's does short. he get into he's his old house? And he's short his and he's house heavy. is built above the shore. Okay. Like, like last, the shoreline comes up. Last patch on this robe. It's a 79. Damn it. Which is another spell scroll. <laughs> God damn. I wanted a mastiff or a, or a riding horse or a pit. Anyways. Get wrecked, Will. All right, whatever. He, he's got a he's got a robe with a bunch of like useful items all over it. Sure. And is there anything else about this guy? Um I thought I did think about the idea of like he's going out into the world to find his grandson who never came home. Went out to adventure and never came home. God damn millennials never coming home. <laughs> Um, and then I think for sorcery stuff, I just gave him like, uh, what were, does he, does he talk like, what's his name from, uh, from Kung Fu Panda? No, I like that turtle, but no, it doesn't sound like that. What, what are the names? The meta magic, the, um, trying to, I, I think I gave him twinned and empowered spell because I wanted him to be like, oh yeah, I'm old and weak and silly, but I'll blow you the fuck up. Well, that's the thing is like, if you're not using like, those are the twinned one is like mm-hmm. the best one probably right. in my IMO. Sure. But, uh, yeah. If you're not using that, like what are you kind of like gimping yourself a little That's bit. That's true. So, I didn't think about it like that. I just like the idea of this old man, like really lighting shit up. Well, yeah. You're a sorcerer, right? So yeah. like, that's the idea is yeah. like, you're going to, you're going to really fuck it up at least yeah. one to two turns. Yeah. But lots of wind and water magic. And that's yeah, old that, T.O.T.O. That's, cool. that's all you, all that needs to be known about him. Any questions? Uh, no, but I really like where you went with it because I went like, the other side of the spectrum here uh-huh. with like fire stuff. It's going to oh, be really cool. cool. It's so going to be really cool. Fire. We're both on the explosions, like yeah. mindset, the sorcerer thing. Just we're, a different we're way glass of cannons, it. but you've removed the glass from your sorcerer, it seems. Oh, yeah, definitely. That 17 AC was, I, that was an accident. I didn't mean to. I was just like, we I haven't done a turtle. I, like, I wanted to cool. do a turtle, and then I was like, well, what, what dragon ancestry could he have? Oh, a dragon turtle. That's yeah, perfect. perfect. So, yeah. What, what, how old is your turtle exactly? I don't know how old turtles get, but in human terms, I, he's somewhere in his low 70s. I think you can get up into like the hundreds with a turtle. Okay. Well, like the early, the 100 mark. Okay, then he's like average. 84. Yeah. He's I, up there. I this is it. That. This is his last journey. He's probably not coming home. And don't quote me on my turtle lore. Anyways, let's take a short rest. Yeah. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. It doesn't matter if you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. It's like I said before, Shopify is going to take your business no matter what stage it's at and elevate it to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey everybody, be sure to check out Super Super Quest Quest Saga, Saga. a future fantasy 5th edition D&D actual play podcast homebrewed and dungeon mastered by yours truly, me, set in space and i play in it along with your special guest jake in front of the show josh freeland you can find it on youtube itunes or anywhere else you can get your podcasts super quest saga we've returned indeed we have we're fucking back <laughs> indeed we are and we're Tasty here to talk F-bomb. about the clockwork soul sorcerer which when i first read the title of i was like that's an interesting place to take the sorcerer um Clockwork and soul, you don't really think of those two things kind of like, you think one is like it being machinery and the other thing being spiritual and those things not being compatible. But here we are. I see what you mean when you yeah. say that. Yeah. So you built the clockwork soul sorcerer today, which we will talk about. But first, let's go over the actual features. This is, as far as I'm concerned, a brand new uh, subclass. I don't know if it was ever featured in a UA. I don't pay attention to Unearth Arcanas. We don't talk about UA here. Yeah. And I don't pay attention to them in my personal life either. So this is new to me. Anyways, let's get into it. As far so, as I know, are, are, have there been new UAs since Tasha's? I'm sure there have. There must have been. I have no idea. I don't. Keep yeah, we don't talk it. about that here. Yeah. Anyway, let's not talk about it. Let's continue so, not talk about it. As here. a clockwork soul sorcerer, the cosmic force of order has suffused you with magic. That power arises from mechanics or realm like it, a plane of existence shaped entirely by clockwork efficiency. Mm-hmm. You or someone from your lineage might have become entangled in the machinations of the Modrons, the orderly beings who inhabit mechanics. Perhaps your ancestor even took great part in the great Modron march. Whatever oh, its yeah. origin within you, the power of order can seem strange to others, but for you, it is a part of a vast and glorious system. So to me, this is almost like the law sorcerer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or neutral sorcerer. Yeah, sure. 
right? Like the neutrality thing. It's it's more about the law. I think I'm mixing that up because I built a Warforge character and they're like neutral. So sure, I mean it yeah, works. I'm, I'm getting my lore. All right. Up. So at first level, you get a feature called Clockwork Magic. You learn additional spells when you reach certain levels in this class, as shown on the Clockwork Spells table. Mm-hmm. Each of these spells counts as sorcerer as a sorcerer spell for you, but it doesn't count against the number of sorcerer spells you know. It's Whenever handy. you gain a sorcerer level, you can replace one spell you gain from this feature with another spell of the same level. The new spell must be an abjuration or transmutation spell from the sorcerer, warlock, or wizard spell list. Alarm, protection from good and evil, aid, lesser restoration, dispel magic, protection from energy, freedom of movement, summon construct. Yeah. Greater restoration and wall force are all spells on this list. So I am happy I went to level 10 because I do get the summon construct, which is like a cool. It's really dope. A cool spell for sure. This game Always needed more summoning, and it's been that's been getting delivered over the last couple like installations. Yeah, the the um, artificer does that kind of thing, right? There's like a one where you have a golem with you all the time. Oh yeah, you have the the iron. Um, it's not like summoning, but defender. You know, yeah. essentially. No, I just remember in Mordenkainen's you could finally like summon fiends and stuff. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. In addition, consult the manifestations of order table and choose or randomly determine a way your connection to order manifests while you are casting any of your sorcerer spells. These are physical manifestations such as spectral cogwheels hovering behind you, the hands of a clock spinning in your eyes, your skin glows with a brassy sheen, or floating equations of geometric objects overlay your body. I fucking, I fucking laughed my ass one. off when I read that. That's it's, it's hilarious, but it reminded me of that the fucking meme. meme. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know the one. It's like, yeah. oh man, this is like the, the opposite... Um, the opposite feeling the meme gives you, yeah. which is like a confident version of doing the like <laughs> yeah, all the calculations exactly. are correct. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. Restore balance. You also get a first level. Your connection to the plane of absolute order allows you to equalize chaotic moments. When a creature you can see within 60 feet of you is about to roll a d20 with advantage or disadvantage, you can use a reaction to prevent the roll from being affected by advantage and disadvantage. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. I love this power. This is this great. This is fucking cool. Yeah, especially with them tying stuff to yeah. proficiency. This makes yeah. a lot of sense to me to scale it as you get more powerful. Yeah. Really, really cool ability. Super, super fun. I was very hyped on And I not something that. you would think about getting as a spellcaster normally. No, no. Like, like, like Especially sorcerer. More bard-like, I guess. Or, or like, cleric-like. Yeah, like, like When support. you're thinking about fate and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Or um, divine intervention. Like, this is like... This isn't either of those, though. It's like the countering of statistics. It's like statistically the average should happen. So the fact that this is so extreme upsets the order. So let me reorganize I it. can manipulate that to be the yeah, average. Exactly. Yeah, it's really, really cool. It's it, very interesting. It kind of um, – I went with uh, – and we'll get into it later, but it, like manipulating the fabric of mm-hmm. reality is something that is kind of around here. Mm-hmm. And for something that like just seems so basic, mm-hmm. like – like clockwork and stuff, mm-hmm. mechanics and like being able to like kind of bend reality, mm-hmm. you know, with your magic and this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, really cool feature. Yeah, it's a cool concept. Fucking fun. So at level six, you get a feature called Bastion of Law. You can tap into the grand equation of existence <laughs> to imbue a creature with a shimmering shield of order. As an action, you can expend one to five sorcery points to create a magical ward around yourself or another creature you can see within 30 feet of you. The ward lasts until you finish a long rest or until you use this feature again. The ward is represented by a number of d8s equal to the number of sorcery points spent to create it. When the warded creature takes damage, it can expend a number of those dice, roll them, and reduce the damage taken by a total rolled on those dice. I love everything about this. Yeah. Like, number one... You're taking a class that is normally about spell slinging it and turning it into like a support defense kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's the number one. Number two is you're taking this subclass, which is supposed to be about like number numbers and equations and all this stuff, and you're doing like a whole like dice math thing to to do a really cool needed feature of protection. I, I, I love it. It's yeah, to, to... It reminds me of Dicey Dungeons. Have you played that game? No, I it's haven't. It's on the Switch. I, I've heard it's really good. It's really good. This reminds me... This is a thing you would get in Dicey Dungeons. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. This Yeah, this kind of makes me... I mean, the Blade Singer gets a an it's I think it's level ten where mm-hmm. you use spell slots to like you multiply the spell slot used by five to mitigate damage as mm-hmm. it comes in. Mm-hmm. This is just so much better. 
I mean, you're using your sorcery points to do it instead yeah. of a spell slot. I mean, you get which are valuable. Yeah, I mean they're valuable, but they're for things like this, mm-hmm. which I, I think mm-hmm. is a really good use of them. Right. Um, depending on the situation, yeah, this is going to be something I use. D8, not too bad, not too bad. Yeah, no, it's fun. Uh, at level 14, you get a feature called Trance of Order. Um, you gain the ability to align your consciousness to the endless calculations of Mechanus. <laughs> As a bonus action, you can enter the state for one minute. For the duration, attack rolls against you can't benefit from advantage. And whenever you make an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw, you can treat a roll of nine or lower on, on the d20 as a 10. Once you use this bonus action, you can't use it again until you finish a long rest unless you spend five sorcery points and use it again. This is essentially seeing the code in the Matrix. Yeah, this, this is, is really cool. Like... You can see the the turning of the mechanisms of reality, and so you can, can almost, do something about you it. You can almost see the future in a way. Yeah, yeah, like the probability of what happens next exactly. is laid out before me. There's some bard shit here that I'm getting. Like, uh, so the where was it? The endless calculations of Mechanus, right? Like mm-hmm. this this overarching as if all these gears or calculations or math was the behind everything the mm-hmm. way like a bard's magic is drawn upon like the song of creation mm-hmm. echoes of creation like yeah being a, something you access to manipulate the world right um isn't this also like a rogue thing where not, like not rolling less than a 10 on something is like a feature you get I think rogues it, get one late when level it, when it comes to their skill yeah yeah when it comes to their skill checks right that's kind of cool mashing yeah. the features up like that yeah absolutely Finally, at level 18, you get the feature called Clockwork Cavalcade. Uh, you summon spirits of order to expunge disorder around you. As an action, you summon the spirits in a 30-foot cube originating from you. The spirits look like Modrons or other constructs of your choice. The spirits are intangible and invulnerable, and they create the following effects within the cube before vanishing. Excuse me. One, the spirits restore up to 100 hit points divided as you choose among any number of creatures of your choice in the cube. Two, an... Any un- any damaged objects entirely in the cube are repaired instantly. Three, every spell of six level or lower ends on creatures or objects of your choice in the cube. Once you use this action, you can't use it again until you finish long rest, unless you spend seven sorcery points to use it again. This is cool. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't look at the abilities like above the level I built, like 14th and 18th level yeah. stuff. These are fucking chill. Yeah, again, very supportive, very... Uh, I mean, this one straight up heals, repairs, and prevents. Right, like, and the flavor here is is excellent. Yeah, it's really really good. Yeah, a very interesting take on a class um, that truly kind of introduces a new flavor. I love it. I think it's great. I don't know if I would ever run one, but having one in the party would be a lot of fun. Maybe I can convince you with the character I built. <laughs> um, <laughs> All because, right. Yeah. Because you, now I I want to run one. I you, want I want this guy to exist in some D and D verse that sure, I, I'm absolutely. a part of. All right. Um, but so I built. I built, I built a, a level 10 Warforged Clockwork Soul Sorcerer. It makes a lot of sense, Warforged. And his name is C4PO. Oh, my God. This is okay. going to blow some shit up. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> so stupid. There's a lot of layers here. There's a lot of layers here. That's really good. I he like named that. named C3PO. I had to look that up. And there's names him like the third member of Anakin's family, Protocol Droid. Okay. That's pretty yeah. cool. Okay. Uh, cybernetic Protocol yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So this guy does not not follow that name. No. But, okay, I wound up with a uh, a, ten, a flat ten in strength, um, plus two to my decks, so fifteen, uh, fourteen con, thirteen intelligence, eight in the wisdom, and sixteen charisma. So basically, this is this Warforged character. Let's talk about the backstory a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I I was struggling with it, but I I knew it would have to be Mechanus related. I thought, and since okay. it was a Warforged, it would be a good idea. Like maybe these were spare parts that didn't fit into the order or their collective, Ooh. and was um, picked up by the Gith and dropped off in the Material Plane. Is okay, kind of sure. where I ended up. Sort so it's of not really a Warforged so much as he's basically a, like a, a Abomination Modron. Sort of, yeah. yeah. More more Warforged looking. I kind of was picturing Sunny from iRobot. The kind of look of him, kind of slender and sleek. Sure, yeah, with yeah, like yeah. Those um, these moldings around him to kind of make the features look a little more human, right? Than than a Warforged, which looks a lot more like C three PO esque. So I, I went with something more sleek and slender like that. Somebody that doesn't know why they exist or why they're here, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. their body adapts to do things to suit the situation. Okay. Which would explain like the meta magic and yeah, like these abilities yeah, yeah. of the clockwork. So that's really cool. The, the machinery within uh these gears or whatever are gonna manipulate and basically he doesn't like learn new spells like a 
like a wizard would, right? He would mm-hmm. in, intuit new spells based off of the need of yeah. his environment. And so his body composition would change to adapt to that. So if he's going to cast Burning Hands, which is like a big spell I want to do all the time, mm-hmm. he's going to make like um, his hands are going to like, I, I either picture it like the gears are wearing so hardcore in his hands that it makes it produces heat that comes oh, out wow, yeah. or he just like you know a fucking pipe comes out and he shoots some fucking fire mm-hmm. you know um, like <clears throat> but essentially like that's the i that's the idea here um let me let me scroll through here so in a way it's kind of like art, artificer like where their spells are them like coming up with a device that does the thing it's like this yeah. body's adapted to do the thing that needs to be done. yeah like uh, an artificer would make something uh, this character, like biologically, the thing happens mm-hmm, mm-hmm. biologically as a quote unquote. Yeah. I ended up with um, proficiency in arcana, deception, insight, perception and persuasion. And I really want to lean into this robot uh, doing like a protocol droid type thing oh, okay. uh, like to C3 convince video. people to help him. Right. Uh, maintain order. Very probably. Communicative. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, lean into the language thing. Like uh, I'm. Uh, fucking comprehend six million forms of communication. <laughs> yeah, sure. But like, I just get people is more of the translation here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and can do things to uh, persuade, not manipulate necessarily. Yeah, That's, I picture this character as like a good character. Yeah. Um, let me see. I didn't have any. I see like, you gave this character a feat. Yes, and the feat is important. And I'm trying to kind of like I'm on the mobile version. I'm trying to like get around to okay. that. Um, I can go over the spells first, though. I kept all of the spells that the table give, gave me. I didn't want to mess around too much with like yeah. each level, trying to swap one out. It's not that deep. Right. Um, the main ones I want to touch on, um, I'll just go through the cantrips. Dancing Lights is cool. Firebolt, Mage Hand, Mending, Message, and Mind Sliver. I kind of want to lean into the more psychic ability of like, yeah, that's like cool. tapping into this equation to fuck with people's brains also. Yeah. yeah. So all of the psychic stuff is going to be flavored mm-hmm. like I tapped into the matrix basically mm-hmm. is like how you were saying is a yeah, good absolutely. way to put it. Yeah. Uh, I kept alarm burning hands catapult, which I thought was cool. Like I do would carry around a bag of ball bearings that were, you can launch stuff that's like five pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like at the start of combat, he might like let some rocks fall on the ground and just start launching them at people at the early levels. Yeah. Detect magic protection from evil and good aid alarm burning hands. Cat- oh, I'm reading those again. Sorry. Crown of madness. I took that. Nice. Uh, dragon's breath. You can give people like dragon breath to do. I thought about giving to you to all that. Yeah. That's a cool one, right? Because yeah. you can do meta magic stuff to yeah. manipulate like, uh, like give himself steam breath. Right. And, and then some meta magic allows you to protect your homies if they're in the fray yeah. from stuff like that. Or like, do better on checks. Uh, Misty Step, something you get. Uh, my Misty Step is going to be like, um, kind of, you know, in Breath of the Wild, you turn into like blue spaghetti or whatever. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But your data. Yeah, like, your data. Like so I'll turn into like, like little gears cool. and like yeah. reform in another area. Because yeah. yeah. um, I get, I think you get to pick those aesthetic things like you were talking about, right? Like mm-hmm. definitely the gears floating behind me when I do magic. Yeah. And like, um, yeah, you all, the for sound me, of ticking. As a dungeon master, you always get to pick the aesthetics of your spells and shit. Yeah, this one says like roll the d8 to do like, ah, just pick two. Yeah. Like I want the, the clicking and the thing. I took uh, Melf's uh, Minute Meteors. Ooh, what's that? You get like these hovering orbs that you get to just like launch at people mm-hmm. on bonus actions and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a upgraded like fiery attack. I didn't take like fireball or anything like that. Okay. Hypnotic pattern, um, tongues. I thought that would be cool. The six million forms of communication thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I like somebody that. brought up tongues recently in one of our comment <laughs> sections. Hilarious. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah that would be a cool one to take on my yeah. next character. Confusion, which mm-hmm. um, Special Guest Jake cast that in Super Quest Saga. That was really cool. Yes. Affecting people. I thought about taking slow. Mm-hmm. Um I ran out of spells. I was like, oh, shit, I really am limited on how many I can pick. Um, freedom of movement. You get, like, lesser restoration. Like, we were talking about those. Summon construct is really cool. I want my summon construct, this is important, to mm-hmm. look like, and I was looking up a bunch of Doctor Who stuff, look like the the clock droids or whatever they're, they're called. They wear, like, the old Victorian clothes because mm-hmm. that's the setting that he travels to mm-hmm. to, like, kidnap a girl. Spoilers for the random two episodes of Doctor Who with David Tennant that this yeah. happens in that we're, like, 10 years old now. Uh, they look like Victorian dress with like the bust, like the little frills coming out. They just have like a, an Android face, like a, like almost oh. like a, um, um, vaudevillian face. What are they called? Guy Fox? Yeah. Like yeah. a Guy Fox face. Almost. Oh, that's pretty cool. So they, yeah. You could look it up if you want. Yeah. But, um, and he's just going to do, they do slam attacks basically. Just mm-hmm. put him out. I think you pick like clay, rock or steel. 
Oh, okay. And they do different things. That's pretty cool. I, I, I surely went with the steel one. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you have? Um, well, they do. You get different ability, but the steel the steel one in this case, it matched up nicely. I think you just do slam attacks and like get something else. Um, emulation. Because I'm going up to fifth level. get like wall of force. And I'm hoping I can do cool stuff with the meta magic here. Now, um, where are my, here are my feats, my features and traits, right? So let me find my feats. Because instead of ability scores, I think I took two feats. So I got, um, I picked distant spell. Um, when you cast a spell that has a range of five feet or greater, you can spend one sorcery point to double the range. Twin spell, which everybody, you just double it up. Seeking spell. Oh, these, these are your meta magic choices. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think I ended up with like five of them or some shit. Yeah, I see. Like, well, one of the feats you chose here was meta magic adept, which you gave you more. Yes. Yeah, which is cool. Uh, so if I make an attack roll, this is seeking spell. If I make an attack roll for a spell and miss, I can spend two sorcery points to re-roll the d20. I have to use the new roll, which if I missed, who gives a shit? Mm. Um, you can use the seeking spell even if you've already used different meta magic options. I thought that was really cool. Just give. It sucks when you burn a spell slot and it's just nothing fucking happens. Yeah, it's the worst feeling for sure. So you can do something about that here, yeah. which is cool. It kind of plays into like changing fate, mm-hmm. re-rolling stuff. Yeah, and like you <clears> said, it kind of explains the whole meta magic thing. Like you are uh, sculpting reality. Yes, um, because I'm a. Um, I'm a Warforged, technically. I have all this, like, resistance to poison, shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go too deep into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I took Fae Touched as well as a feat, my second feat. Um, I, that's where I learned uh, Misty Step, Detect Magic. Um, oh, how do you explain the Fae Touch thing? So I kind of I kind of wanted him to, maybe he got dropped off, but basically, like, um, has some Fae influence on him. Oh, okay. That's you know, Warforged are, like, kind of uh, a blank slate for... The people they're around, they kind mm-hmm. of take on personalities and ideals and stuff like that. Yeah, thought maybe that might be a cool flavor, and it gave me some. Um, it gave me some extra stuff I wanted to do. Oh, here from the edit thing, I got um, careful spell. So I spend one sorcery point to allow up to three creatures automatically succeed the saving throw of a spell I cast. So if I do big area of effect stuff for saves, mm-hmm. I can protect my friends. Um, extended spell when you cast a spell that has a duration of one minute or longer, you can spend. One sorcery point to double its duration to maximize for 24 hours. Mm. So I get to do I, I, this guy has a lot of utility. And if I really <laughs> took does. a deep look at the spell list and kind of tweaked <clears throat> oh, it yeah, to I'm match sure the could, meta magic, yeah, I could do some bonkers it. shit. That's yeah, I really like your character. I think the only <laughs> the only thing I don't care for the character is the name, which is just it's a, <laughs> it's a funny well, name. I knew I was gonna get it's at least an eye roll name. out of you. It's a funny name slapped on top of a really fucking cool character. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was like, what the fuck else. I'm gonna name him some lame ass fantasy shit. I mean, I don't know. I came with old TOT. I like. Yeah, I like that name too. But like, what if you were like, "Hey, what's up, C4PO?" Oh God, I hate Hell it. yeah. Okay. Anyways, let's blow this. Let's blow this else? fucking joint, C4PO. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, burning hands, fucking make it twice as big." Yeah. <laughs> also, everybody that's in there is fucking good. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Save them all. Anything else you want to add about C4PO? Um. Uh. I was going to make a C-3PO joke, and I can't. Let's go to the end of the episode. All right, let's get ready for a long rest. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the long rest. We get ready for bed. We think about the nightmares of our our <laughs> our fantasy brains just kind of shit stuff out uh, based off of the episode we talked about today. Um, so that's what we'll be doing on non-Beholder-centric episodes. We will be building our Beholder here on the backside. Piece by piece. Piece by piece. Eye stock by eye stock. Ability by ability, feature by feature. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So far, we have our a, first eye stock was a Leonin based. Yeah, Roar Beam. Roar Beam. And then we have a, a main. Beam. A main as the. Oh, yeah, yeah, the main is the feature, yeah. As the feature. Yeah. Uh, so a petrifying beam was next, yes, was based off the basilisk. And, and we'll have a spiky gullet. A spiky which gullet. Can transform that can stone to fleshies. Indeed. Or whatever it was before. And what are we adding today from our sorcerer episode? Right? Today we have uh, we well we were talking about it. We were going to pick a an ability from one sorcerer for the beam and mm-hmm. a feature from the other sorcerer for mm-hmm. the feature. Yes, the physical feature. Yes. Um, what did we land on? We landed. Oh on, yes. You yes. Wanna, you okay. Do the honors? Well, they were both your idea. I uh, think. They were. Yeah. Um, so the beam's going to be based off the clockwork uh, soul sorcerer, and it's going to be a math beam of algorithms and bullshit coming out of its eye. Yeah. Straight into the brain of its target, which will cause one of the effects of the confusion spell upon the target. Right. And that was that was my contribution was to attribute the confusion, confusion spell part, stuff. Yeah. And basically it shoots you and you become the confused math 
white lady meme. Yeah, exactly that one. And then or the uh, one with we Link, decided where it's like triforces and in, shit. In place of a beholder's like needle needle teeth jaw, it uh, no longer has that. This beholder now has the beak of a mighty dragon turtle. Yes. <laughs> Which I think is very Essentially cool. Essentially, just a giant turtle beak. It, it's a big turtle beak, and it's a little rigid. Yeah, like a little it's rigid. Got, it's got some stuff yeah. in there, some extra yeah. bitey places. Exactly. Um, I he's like just, it. He's just ready to turn your stone into flesh. I like this <laughs> mass with three tentacles on it so yeah, far. It's yeah. a fucking lion's mane. It's developing to quite the beholder. This is good. Uh, we're only a third of the weight there, or. No, we're not even a third. Well, we're like almost. We're three out of ten right now. Three out of ten ain't bad, baby. What's Indeed. that Fall Out Boy song? Anyway. Um, <laughs> Check out our Patreon where you can support us monthly and get really cool bonus content like a lot of uh, actual and live play adventures that we've taken part, mostly comedy games. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see us play 4E in the uh, the first installment of Vault Raiders, uh, and you can see me be a bear shark. Now, uh, we've got a lot of stuff. Level uh, level 10. Uh, $10. That's $5 a month. You get the dungeon chats there too, which is like a shoot the shit podcast where we take you behind the scenes or just back into our lives or whatever it is we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Early episodes as we record them in batches. Once every three weeks or so, we record episodes and just upload them there first. So you'll be weeks ahead of your uh, adventuring counterparts for dungeon cast materials and lore. Uh, let's see what else we got in there. We got OST from Super Quest Saga at the next level up, $10 a month. You can get other actual play adventures like our Halloween special at that level and Ranger Danger, which is, uh, highly notable in the Dungeon Cast community as, uh, as great games. Mm-hmm. Um, FBATS, which is like got its own cult following in Dungeon Cast lore. It's a whole show. There's a whole show in there. Do you want more content of us doing stuff related to Dungeons and Dragons? Check out our Patreon, please. Indeed. Exclusive merch you can get at $10, $20. Yeah. They're getting about a $50 one right now, like a sweater or something like that. Might as well. Uh, but we'll get more on that later, I guess. Um, Fall Readers 4, it's coming down the pipeline. Uh, check out our merch shop. Man, this is dull. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I it's guess just we're like everything after we build the fucking beholder is like nothing to me. <laughs> this has been so fun. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thank you guys so much for listening. Welcome to the new year. I hope you all are being safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, um, getting your adventure on. We'll catch you next time. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from severe singes to sulking servants. And today we're talking about sorcerer subclasses, the draconic bloodline, and the clockwork soul. Damn it, I said cock. The cockwork soul. Fuck, I can't keep that. All right, let's do it again. I thought you said there were no perverts in this episode, Brian. (laughs) The only pervert is me. Okay. Heart Stephen King, Heart Chuck Palahniuk, Infected blends science fiction and horror into a pulpy masterpiece of action, terror, and suspense. James Rollins, New York Times bestselling author of The Judas Strain and Black Order. The Infected Trilogy is an unabridged three-season audio fiction series from number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler. Powerfully written, an unforgettable central character. Dallas Morning News. Infected is one hell of an exhilarating ride. Joe R. Lansdale, World Horror Convention grand Grandmaster and author of Bubba Hotep and Hap and Leonard. All 88 episodes, 53 hours of horror, are free and available now wherever you listen to podcasts. Sigler is the Richard Matheson of the 21st century. Infected is a flawless thinking person's thriller. Jonathan Mayberry, Bram Stoker award-winning author of B-Wars and the Joe Ledger series. 